0: Alright, so far uh, our series is entitled Made for Something More. In other words, God has made us for something more than we think we are made for. And that's what our series is all about. So far we've looked at session one entitled I Am Wonderfully Made. I am wonderfully made. Uh, today we're going to be looking at, I am a child of the king. Do you feel like you're a child of the king? Yes. You feel privileged? Yes. You should, yes. because nothing will ever change that. Right. There's nothing you can do to change that. Absolutely. All right, you're a child yes. of the king. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, so that's what we're going to be looking at today. Uh, but let's give the setting here for our study today. Before we get to our first question. Paul wrote Galatians, probably from Syrian Antioch, after he completed his first missionary journey, which included a stop in southern Galatia. We see that in Acts chapter 13 and 14. During that visit, Paul preached in some key cities in that area. People believed in Christ as a result of his preaching. In other words, a lot of people got saved, they trusted the Lord, they accepted his message. And as a result, churches was, were established. Churches popped up in those areas. Uh, after Paul departed, questions arose about over whether conversion to Judaism and the Jewish law would improve the new believers' standing in God. People started to have questions about that. And so the book of Galatians gives Paul's answer to these questions. By faith in Christ. Alone, we are full members of God's family. Amen? Amen? Okay, let's look at that first question on page 85. What comes to mind when you hear the word royalty? Now, I want you to think, think about that. Uh, I want you to think about what images come to mind, what emotions come to mind, or what memories come to mind. When we hear that word royalty. Monarch. Monarch. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Wealth. Yeah, the queen is really rich. <laughs> yeah, what else?
1: Class. Again, like class.
0: class. Okay. <laughs> All right. What else? Emotions. What emotions come to mind?
1: <laughs> sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> sophisticated,
0: okay. What memories come to mind? when we had the word royalty? I, I was presented to
1: the Queen in 1964. All right, okay. What
0: emotions did you have
1: yeah.
2: when it happened? I was presented to
0: the Queen. What emotions did you have when it happened?
2: Oh, I was excited.
0: Excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, did anybody remember when the Queen came to the Bahamas? Yes. Yeah. Remember that, right? Yes. What, what did you feel?
3: Um, when she came here, my son, he. Um, went to the hotel. He was one of the first to at the hotel training college, mm-hmm. and he said, He made some pastries. and She sampled one of them, and she told him he's going far. You know, wow, um,
0: okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. Who else? Mm-hmm. What do you remember hey, about the Queen's visit here? I had to take the time, it was a privilege yes. to, <laughs> to <laughs> like the Queen would visit a place like this,
4: so small, mm-hmm. and to have the opportunity. Of being, let's say, 10 feet away from her. Oh, this yeah. really was a striking experience to mm. see such a, a monarchy such as she was. And not only that, she showed an example of what ladies is all about. Forgive
0: me for saying. Okay.
4: <laughs>
0: what etiquette is all about, eh? Yeah, sure, yeah, right? yeah, sure. Okay. Etiquette. Yeah. Boy, is strong on etiquette.
4: Someone else? Well, when she met the Queen, I was there. I was a little boy. Oh, okay. But, um... How old were you? I was ten. Okay. And, um... When she got off the boat, came onto the dock, we were all looking for her to be in her regalia. Oh. Mm -hmm. She wasn't. She was (laughs) in a green, what they called then whipped cream material, Mm -hmm. a dress Mm -hmm. with a white pillbox. I mean, you know... Hat, lace on it, gloves, and I looked at her and I thought, "Well, where's your crown?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Being but, but I also, I honestly, I also thought, thought you are really gonna get sunburned here today.
1: <laughs> and uh, she did.
4: She really did. She had a red mark around her when she left. Whoa! But. Uh, but I thought this. she's gonna be, like you see pictures of her, you know, everywhere. And, um, but she was elegant.
0: That's unusual because I always, whenever I see her in a picture, her dress is always the same color as her hat. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting that she had a different color hat than the dress. <laughs>
4: that she had on that, it was, she looked elegant, but it matched her glove, you know, the hat and the gloves matched mm-hmm. her purse. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember, but I was the photographer. I was I was the photographer.
0: That okay, so you you'd see things that other people wouldn't see.
4: <laughs> okay. I was on the tiny island of Grand Turk. Yeah. Oh, Grand we, Turk. It was on Grand Turk. Yeah. Okay. And we were
3: missionaries there, okay. and uh, this boy <laughs> was a friend of the uh, British. Uh, they had a
1: administrator. He was yeah. the
4: administrator of the islands. Okay. And his son and I were close friends. Oh, and all right. We
1: played together and. All, and that's the only reason we got to meet the Queen because he he was good friends with the.
4: All in who you know. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's all, all about who you
0: know? <laughs> And that, that's still the case today. It's who you know. You know, when I was at that accident on Friday, I could go under the police tape because I knew the superintendent of the police who was in charge of fire services. And I was walking on the grass while everybody there was looking. And, I, and, and he saw me and he looked at me and, he, and I, I raised up the tape and I ran under. It's who you know. It's who you know. Okay, let's look at Bible meets life on page 86.
2: Most people on planet Earth will work their entire lives and never make a million dollars. But Prince George Alexander Lewis was worth millions the day he was born. Prince George is part of the British royal family. As the son of Prince William and Kate Middleton, he's currently third in line to the throne. His great-grandmother, Queen Elizabeth II, is reportedly worth more than four hundred and fifteen million dollars. Wow. As the nation's reigning monarch, receives an annual payment close to thirteen payment close to thirteen million dollars. Prince George is in line for all this wealth and privilege. When we hear stories like this, our tendency is to roll our eyes and think, "Who deserves that kind of privilege and wealth?" He hasn't earned a single dime of what he's been given. That may be true but the same could be said of any who follow Jesus. When we come to Christ we're given an incredible inheritance and as we'll see in this session we've done absolutely nothing to earn it or deserve it.
0: Ever thought about that? Yeah. Oh. All the wealth that we have we didn't raise a single finger to deserve it, or to earn it. The king is, the queen is richer than some countries. You see that, 450 million? That's a lot of money. She'll never spend it in her lifetime, and more than likely, she's probably gonna live forever. Uh, Her mother died at 100 and what? 103. 103. More than likely, she'll go
2: over 102.
4: But she was more richer. She had more wealth than Queen Elizabeth. And her mother, Victoria, is even more rich than her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what the richest monarchy was Victoria. Mm-hmm. To me, the th- Victoria was the richest monarchy in the British system.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. It helps to be pampered. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lifelong. To be pampered, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, such is the life, eh? Okay, what's the point of our study today?
3: Jesus makes us full members of his family.
0: Jesus makes us full members of his family. Full members, that's what. all the rights and privileges, just like everything that the queen has and and uh, Prince George and all that stuff going to get? We have that same privilege.
1: So here, no? That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right.
0: Yes, we are. Okay, so let's uh, look then at our first passage uh, of Scripture. That's uh, Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, on page 87.
1: Now I say that as long as the heir are charge, he differs in no way from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, instead he is under guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under elements of the world.
0: Okay, let's look at some comments there on that first verse. Guardians and managers is mentioned in verse 2. Okay, he says, I mean uh, the heir. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. But he is under guardians and <coughs> managers until the date set. And these words refer to the first century protectors and overseers and managers. To whom a father would assign decision-making authority over his underage children. And uh, Paul in verse 3, Paul applied the heir-slave analogy uh, in these verses by saying that in the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. With the words, we also, Paul grouped himself in that as a Jew, together with the Galatians, many of whom were Gentiles uh, at that time. Notice that he used the phrase, enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. Probably includes two closely related realities. First, these principles likely involved basic principles or rudiments of religion. Special days and seasons. Remember, we read a lot about that in scriptures where people are observing these special days and seasons. Uh, we see that in Galatians chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. Also in Colossians uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 20 to 15. And it talks about occasions on which religious rituals uh, would take place. Uh, look at Galatians chapter, 9, chapter 4. And read verse 9 and 10. Someone read that, please. Anybody have it? Galatians 4, 9
3: and 10.
0: Go ahead, read. It
4: says, But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? Mm. You observe days and months and seasons and years.
0: Okay, so that's what he's talking about, about the elementary principles.
2: Brother Randy, mm-hmm. speaking about that same subject, when Paul wrote that,
4: they said that he was, when you see that he was written by, by, by hand, they say that he was blind.
0: Mm-hmm. He had vision problems, yes. Yes, yes, he was blind. Um, most of his, all of it... Well, not fully anything. blind, partially blind. He had he had problems with his eyesight. Yes, mm-hmm. and he, he, I think he wrote that in prison. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so important that he wrote it by his, with his own hands. Yes. Okay, look at Galatia, uh, Colossians chapter 2. Someone read uh, verses 16 to 21. Another reference there.
1: Let no man man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath day, which are the shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man be of your reward in the voluntary humanity and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he had not seen, vainly puffed up by his freshly man, and not holding the head from and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment. Mis- minister, and knit together, increase it with the increase of God. Therefore, if we be dead with Christ from the ruins of the world, why as though many in the world are you subject to ordinances? 20?
0: Twenty? Twenty-one. Oh.
1: Touch not, taste not, handle not.
0: <laughs> okay. So he mentions some principles there, too, as well. And this would uh, more likely refer to spiritual forces that exploit the religious system and rituals that enslave people uh, like cults false religions and uh, he says they are those that by nature are not gods Galatians 4 8 though they may be gods to their devotees uh, real spiritual forces can be at work to enslave people in ritualism we have a lot of that going on in the world today and it's increasing uh, people are calling themselves god and have people wanting to worship them i was looking at that uh, documentary on jim jones uh, massacre the other day remember that yeah. yes. he made all those people follow him and drink the kool-aid and uh, you know he didn't die from the kool-aid right He shot shot himself. He he killed himself. He didn't want that slow death that he was causing everybody to be subject to.
2: Even babies and
5: small children.
0: Small infants, yes. Thousands and hundreds of people. Okay, let's look at the paragraph beneath the verse that we just read. Uh, Galatians 4, 5.
5: That's
0: back on page 88.
4: At the time Paul wrote his letter to the Galatians, he was living in a world where it was common for wealthier families to have servants in their home. When the master's wife had a baby boy, the servants would take care of that child, tending to the master's son along with their own children. The master's child was expected to obey the servants and follow their instructions just like the other children. In contrast to Jewish custom, people in the Roman culture didn't consider a boy to be a man at a specific age. Even though a young boy was a master's son, he didn't receive the same perks as his father until his father decided the boy was ready to be a man. Only then would the child gain the full position of sonship and be treated as a full part of the family. But this step never happened until the father initiated it. The same is true for us as we relate to God. In the same way we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elements of the world. Speaking to his fellow Jews, Paul used the elements to describe the basic tenets of the law. The children of Israel were living their lives with no great purpo- greater purpose than to follow the rules and reg- regulations they were told to follow Living under the law was like living as underage sons who had yet to be brought into their full rights as members of God's family. At one time, none of us knew what full-blown sonship with God looked like. Before Christ made it possible for humanity to have a fully developed relationship with the Father, we were all on the outside looking in. But we now have the opportunity in Christ step into complete sonship and experience abundant love. okay
0: notice the first paragraph here it says at the time paul wrote this letter to the galatians he was living in a world where it was common for wealthier families to have servants in their homes it was a common practice during the time When the master's wife had a baby, the servants would take care of the child tending to the master's son along with their own children. The master's child was expected to obey the servants and follow their instructions just like the other children. So imagine what would happen if the child was disobedient to the servant. We've heard stories about that, right? Parents would have to step in to discipline because the child was disobedient or disrespectful to the servant. I've many stories about that. Okay, question number two on page 87. What milestones helped you realize you were no longer a child? And I when you became a teenager,
3: okay. When you just start
0: paying your own. bills. <laughs> when
3: you start paying
0: your own bills. Okay. I open up. I open up. When you have, when you, when you start paying your own, you paying no, your own way. Okay. What other milestone besides teenager paying your own bills? What else?
2: Finishing college.
0: Finishing college, okay. <laughs> Hmm? Learning to drive. Learning to drive. Yes. When I
4: started babysitting my brother and sister. No.
0: Okay, babysitting. All right. That's a, a, a task of responsibility. Are your you parents trust it? you with their job. Okay, um, here's another question that's not in your books. What <laughs> kinds of slavery are described in these verses? What kinds of slavery are described in these verses? Do we see anything indicating slavery here? No. It's to do what
3: he's
0: told. Doing what he's told, right? A slave slaver to do whatever they were told. They didn't have a, a, a choice or an option or, or any privilege to do and to say anything else. They would simply do as they were told. Okay, we have seen Paul discuss the unsatisfactory status of being in slavery to religious practices. As we move to verses 4 and 5, we'll gain a better understanding of how Jesus set us free from that slavery. So let's look at those verses, verses 4 and (laughs) 5, on page 88. When the time
5: came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to regain those under the law, so that we might receive
0: adoption as sons. Okay, continue reading.
5: I call it that man-up challenge.
0: A
4: mm-hmm.
0: man-up challenge, yeah. yeah.
5: If my 10-year-old son completed several challenges, he would receive his own man card. Mm-hmm. That card would
0: entitle him to several privileges. I am... No, number one.
5: One. An additional R before he had to go to bed. Two. Thirty additional minutes each day when he could play video games three the right to spend the night at his friend's house and four one no shower pass (laughs) <laughs> you. Um, pretty sure the last one. Was
3: was
0: really? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that kids don't like to take a bath? Oh, oh, brush, the so brush,
3: yeah. the oh brush the teeth. Yeah. brush teeth. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 <laughs> they all. I, I always ask you. Do I, do I need to take a bath tonight? Do I need to take a shower? What do you
3: think? <laughs> um pizza?
2: I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then there are the smart ones who said, you asked them, they took a shower and they said, why, is there one missing?
4: <laughs>
0: okay, continue reading.
5: My son wanted the benefits right away, but he had to complete certain things first. He memorized 1 Corinthians 1311. When I was a child, I spoke as a like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. We did daily Bible studies together, which included journaling, journaling and him explaining to me what God was teaching him. He went through physical, mental, and spiritual challenges. After about a month, I knew it was time to give my son his very own personalized mankind. (laughs) When God the Father decided it was time, he made it possible for us to take off our slave clothes, leave the nursery, and step into full-blown sonship as part of his family. It was in that moment that God sent his son he did so for two reasons. To redeem those under the law. The law had mm-hmm. not made anyone a son of God following rules and regulations. Might have made some Israelites more pious, pious.
0: pious. pious
5: but it never made them a part of God's family. It never could. Mm-hmm. Okay. To adopt us into his family, the words translated adoption might have described the Roman custom of bringing a young boy into the new level of sonship. But I generally refer to bring someone outside the family, into the family.
0: Okay, go to page 90. we you continue. So when Paul wrote that
5: believers are adopted into sonship. People are saying we have been placed into the family of God and that the only thing that made it possible was the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the Son of God. It's only because of Jesus that we can be placed in the family of God. Don't miss the truth that God has always wanted be a part of his family he has always wanted us to be a part of his family Mm -hmm. he predestined predestinated us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself according to the good pleasure of his will Ephesians 1 5 a time never exists when God didn't want us in his family his love, us for, from the beginning, and it brings him great pleasure each and every time we welcome
0: a new son or a new daughter. Okay, notice the bullet list there, on, uh, on page 88, two items on that bullet list, two reasons. To redeem us, to redeem those under the law. Right? The law had not made anyone a son of God. And yet there were those who were clinging to the law. Following rules and regulations might have made some Israelites more pious, more puffed up, more arrogant. But it never made them a part of God's family because it never could. And then the second point is to adopt us into his family. The word translated adoption might have described the Roman custom of bringing a young boy into a new level of sonship, but it generally referred to bringing someone outside the family into the family. You know, uh, being adopted is a special, unique privilege uh, that individuals have because the parents have a choice. A child who's born into the family apparently doesn't have a choice. Okay, but uh one who is adopted is a special choice, a privilege. Okay, question number three. What are the implications of being adopted into God's family? What are the implications?
3: Going oh to
0: heaven? Hmm? Going oh to heaven is one, okay. What else?
3: co-heirs with
0: Christ. We are co-heirs with Christ, and that's important. That's unique. That's one of the privileges of royalty, of being a child of the king. Mm-hmm. Okay? You are just as much a brother of Jesus as anybody who would have been born in the family. Co-heirs. You're equal, on equal level. Okay? As a member of the family. What else? Now, hold on. Hold
3: on. Hold on. I mm-hmm. you are highly favored and privilege
0: okay, highly favored and having a privilege okay
3: we are covered in Christ's righteousness our sins
1: are forgiven under the blood of Jesus Christ
0: right, exactly you know whenever God looks at you he sees you through the righteousness of Jesus Christ he doesn't see your, your unrighteousness he sees you through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Now I know a lot of times you don't feel righteous, right? We don't feel righteous all the time. But that doesn't matter. God doesn't go by feeling. God sees you through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So it's okay to say that you are righteous because that's biblically correct from God's point of view. It doesn't matter how you feel and the devil will always try to tell you that you're not, you, you, you're not righteous because that's his job. Of course, but because you know, his time is running out, so he wants to, he wants to get as much of it as much as possible. A lot
1: possible. of people don't believe it. Hmm? A lot of people don't believe
0: it. Yeah, that's true too. A lot of people don't believe that they are, they are righteous. Okay. Uh, next verse is uh, Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Uh, let's read those two verses, please.
3: And because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Have a Father. So you are no longer a slave to so a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Benefits comes with being a family. My dad was a pastor, and growing up in a pastor's home, carries some challenges, but I also experience a lot of blessings and benefits. If you are a child of God and have been adopted in His family, you receive many benefits. The greatest benefits, benefit is the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives because you are sons. God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying. Abba Father, Abba Father, God gave Himself. God gave, God gave Himself lives
0: in us. God, God Himself lives, lives, in us. lives in us. Lives in us. Okay. Continue on next page.
3: Paul wrote just same truth to the church in Rome, "You did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by holy cry of our Father." The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children, Romans 8, 15, and 16. If you have been saved by Christ, you have also been empowered by God. He's given you the the Holy Spirit, and he says, the Holy Spirit will lead you to cry out, Abba, Father. That word, Abba, Abba, conveys an intimate relationship. It, it's a similar to what a child today expresses when he calls his father daddy. If a small child is alone and fall and spin, his heel mm-hmm. he may cry, but he will do what he can do. But he he, he will do what he can do but he can to cope with the pain on his own. He will have to rely on his own willpower and strength to get up, dust himself off, and start playing with But if the child's father is present, he typically will respond quite differently. In that moment, his first reaction as tears fall from his face is to put his hands in the air and cry out, Daddy, pick me up. He knows he has a father who loves him and is ready to help. The father's action and presence comfort the child and give him the strength to get up and move on from the incident. The Holy Spirit gave us that assurance in every part of our lives. He is ever present in the lives of his children. He tells us we are no longer slaves since we have been adopted into the family of God. He entitled us to privileges and blessings we did not have before. As Paul wrote in, this, in his letter to the Ephesians, in him you also were sealed with the promises of promised Holy Spirit when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believe the Holy Spirit is the, the down payment of our inheritance, and tell the redemption of the possession to the praise of His glory. Ephesians 1, first chapter 1, 13 to 14. Children of God rejoice! We are members of God's family. We have been blessed with God's so own Spirit, and we live with the, with the promise of an inheritance <coughs> that is that is far greater than anything we can imagine.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, question number four: What are the benefits we enjoy? as part of God's family?
3: blessings.
0: What are some of the benefits? His blessings. Okay, blessings, a multiplicity of blessings, right? The
5: blessing of the Holy
0: Spirit. Huh? The blessing of the Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the the Holy Spirit in, our, in our lives. He's the one who God gives us. He's called the Greek Paraclete, one called alongside to help. And sometimes you're going through problems and you think you're all alone. Holy Spirit is there, right beside you. One called alongside to help and he's always ready and willing to help if we would call upon God to, for that help. Mm-hmm. Okay, what other blessings are uh, uh, we enjoy as part of God's family? Prayer. Hmm? We
3: have
1: prayer.
0: We have prayer. We have a direct line to God. Mm-hmm. You know, the president got this special phone in his, in his office. <laughs> okay, and uh, he could use that phone to call any of the world leaders of the world. Okay, but we got a direct line to the creator of the universe. We've got a direct line to the sovereign God. The God is in control of everything that's going on in this world. You understand, that? Yes, yes. A direct line.
2: No way for anyone to answer the other stuff.
0: No secretary answers the phone.
2: Are you right. never explained in the yeah, scenario? No, know? no
0: switchboard operator. Exactly. <laughs> no executive assistant.
3: <laughs> always
2: Always, and, like
0: and guess what? He's never too busy. Yeah,
2: never too busy. Exactly. Exactly. You,
0: you know, sometimes you call a place and, 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 and they tell you,
2: uh,
0: uh, Oh, they, they, she, he's on another line, yeah. he's on another <laughs> or he's dealing with another client,
2: <laughs>
0: never with God. Yeah, that direct line though is, it is through his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, Whatever you ask in the name of my son, I will do it. Yeah. Okay, if it's accordance with his will.
1: Lost. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's good all that we say. Yeah. Yes, we are all his children, but yeah. watch the prayer group in every church all
0: over the world. Smallest that's group in the world. <laughs> smallest smallest yeah. gathering. I mean, yeah. That's
1: our privilege, but the weakest ministry yes. in every church brand. is the prayer.
0: But a lot of people don't take advantage of it. No. no. That's a problem. No. Okay. All right, so we got a lot of benefits. Uh benefits and promises, but let's look at some key points. Uh, Three basic points that come from the reading. Uh, The first one is if you've been saved by Christ, you've also been empowered by God. He's given you the Holy Spirit and He says the Holy Spirit will lead you to cry out, what? Abba. Abba Father or Daddy. Daddy, I'm in trouble. Daddy, help me. Daddy, I need you. Okay. And then the second point the holy spirit gives us the assurance in every part of our lives not just some parts every part he is ever present in the lives of his children god's omniscience should always be on our mind god is always present he's ever present all knowing always there he tells us we are no longer slaves since we've been adopted into the family of god he entitles us to privileges and blessings we didn't have before and then thirdly children of God rejoice we are members of God's family we've been blessed with God's own spirit and we live with the promise of an inheritance that is greater than anything we can imagine. Queen Elizabeth's $450 million is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. What is that' that's a drop in the bucket? That's a drop in the bucket. All right, chicken feed. Chicken feed. Okay, that's what the believer has. Last question, number five. How can we be more? Fu- how can we more fully rely on the Holy Spirit's influence in our lives, in our group? How could we more fully rely on the Holy Spirit's influence, first of all, in our lives? Faith. Faith? Okay, trust Him.
2: Follow Him before
3: you make decisions, decision. Probably get advice from, you know, call on the Lord as uh, to what you should do.
0: And if you trust them, you'll call on him, right?
3: Yeah, but a lot of times, you know, we'll just go ahead and
4: do something quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: if, you, if you trust them, if you trust somebody, you're going to go to them for help, right? I got a call from Thaddeus the other day. He says, "Daddy, I need some advice on insurance. You know, you, that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. When you need help, you call upon him and you get his advice and you take his advice
3: small and big
2: things too, not just
0: In everything. Thing.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. So some, we trust… Some is this? Hmm?
2: When all these the instructions, hmm? they do it themselves first, and go to… Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: when all they go to instructions.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Manuel. Manuel. <Okay>. Manuel. Okay. Manual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the point?
2: Jesus makes us full members of His family
0: with all the rights and privileges, <laughs> all the benefits,
1: all the benefits. <laughs> <Why laughs> He's be so shy, speak too Yeah,
0: be that's, bold. Be bold. <laughs> be vigilant. Okay, let's look at page ninety-two and see how we can flesh this out as we leave here and go to toward, toward our week. Uh, consider taking one or more of these steps this week as a response to your inclusion. In God's family number one pray as a child as you pray this week recognize that God is a loving father who is ever present in your life thank him for demonstrating that love through Jesus and making it possible for you to be adopted into his family okay that's the first one the second one is memorize memorize Galatians 4 7 so, you are, not, you are no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Good ways to remember. And then share. <laughs> Ask the Lord to put you in front of someone this week who needs to be encouraged by the truth of this passage. Many people attempt to get to God on their own, they need someone to tell them about the hope and adoption. Made possible by Jesus. Okay, so we get three options there uh, that we can take. Pray as a child, memorize, or share. And you can do a combination of one, two, or all three. Alright, right, it's up to you. You may not be a prince or a princess in the eyes of our world, not officially anyway, but if you know Jesus as your savior, you've been adopted into his family. You're a child of the King. (laughs) Remember that. If you forget everything else there today, remember you're a child of the King. Amen. Amen?